The room is relationships. The room is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about?、Uh, the room is different cookie cutter、mm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute sixty-seven, in which, well, what good is the sex scene if it isn't really, really, really long? Although maybe I should save that title for next minute. Oh well, no- nothing happens today. <laughs> Now, Johnny's original suicide scene was shot downstairs. It was only after he decided to reshoot it in the bedroom that they even built the bedroom set and filmed all of these、uh, sex scenes that we've talked about. This was after.、Uh, Wait, the sex scenes were after everything. Oh hi, Johan. Oh hi, how's it going? The ones in the bedroom, yes, because Sandy Shaklar did not want to film them, and he was the guy who was doing most of the director's duties, and he quit. Wasn't there a sex scene on the staircase? The one on the stairs was shot earlier. Yeah. Okay, and that was obviously a different director. That's why it was okay. Yeah, gotcha. All the ones in here, essentially, what you're seeing is what would the movie look like if Tommy were actually directing it. Oh, and yeah, so you get that's actually not horrible. What do you mean? In a way, for a sex scene, goes it's not bad. This one's not that bad now. Yeah, no, it seems to be shot okay, and the music is music. I wouldn't say it's, <laughs> it's not the best, but I don't know. It's not. Horrible. I'll I'll give it that. Yeah. I mean, his sex scene, Johnny's sex scene, or Tommy was so sexy and is bad. This one, the actors actually look like they're into it. It looks real. So give it that. I think at this point, maybe、uh, Greg and Juliet were getting along better. They'd known each other a while, so yeah, maybe that might be it. But it just, I don't know. It's I guess that's the best credit I can give it. It's not bad. <laughs> high praise, yeah, for this movie. So, high praise, yeah, yeah. I, well, there's there's a lot of scenes in this movie that aren't that bad, but as far as these scenes go, yeah, this is not the worst of them. No, it's one of the better ones. <laughs> Which is funny in a film that you have to. Although I can still do without it. A list. It's one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's petting a dog. That's up there. Because <laughs> you add that in a scene, it's always good.、Just、yeah, pet the dog. Dog saves the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh hi, dog. Hi, doggy. Oh hi, dog. And it's funny because no matter how many times I tell my girlfriend that I'm recording the the room minute, she's like, "What movie is that? Is it good?" <laughs> and I and I have to tell her like basically it's come down to like, all right, so there's this guy and he has a fiance and his friend sleeps with her, and the movie's about throwing footballs around. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe I should have stopped with the boyfriend or the girlfriend or fiance sleeping with his best friend, and that makes it a good movie. But really, there isn't anything that makes it a good movie. I、yeah. can't think of it.、Yeah. That does make it sound like a generic. Like that is a plot you'd find in a normal movie. Yeah. So it you can't tell that to someone, and it describes the movie because it's every movie. Yeah. So what do you say to make it? Intriguing or worthwhile? One of the worst movies, or like famously, yeah, famously yeah. Bad. the worst. But 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 you can't lead it with, oh, but it's a bad movie. 
Then she, uh, then she went with, so why are you guys talking about it? Then, <laughs> then you go like, oh, but it's a really good bad movie. It's, and it's like a cautionary tale. Yeah. We talk about what's it, wrong with it. It just made it, it made it really, really, like, if you're outside of knowing about this movie, it's really hard to describe it. <laughs> And then she said, so what move, so what are you talking about in this movie? I'm like, oh, two minutes of a sex scene and throwing a ball again. <laughs> that doesn't, that, that does kind of describe the film. I mean, to pull the, pull the curtain back, those are the three minutes that are going about this week. But yeah, yeah it's just really hard to get somebody into this movie, I guess. Yeah. Well, with all this quarantine time. Yeah. You can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Everyone has time now. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing but time now. Actually, no, I'm considered quote unquote essential because I work for Amazon. So I get to put uh, myself at risk for everybody. Well, thank you. Yep. And in Riverside County, where I'm at, if police see me, they can pull me over and question why I'm out because it's curfew. And I have to explain to them that I work for Amazon. Wow. And as of right now, that's supposed to get us out of a citation. Yeah. But that hasn't been tested yet. <laughs> so. So about oh. this, about this minute. So there's a sex scene. Uh-huh. And we got some uh, more mismatched ADR. Yeah, of course. And wonderful yeah, of course. song. It wouldn't be the room. And I actually counted the camera setups because I was curious. Yeah. For this scene, it is somewhere between four and seven. Jeez. It's, it's hard to tell exactly because every single shot is moving. So it could have just been they moved one way and then went right back the other. And so it's the same setup. They just move the camera twice. But... It's it's a lot of moving, and they're moving two cameras, too, so that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you're filming this, this is, like, or, like, if you're the actress and actress, this is awkward. Yeah. If, like you said, this is after after pretty much filming the entire movie, you add this. Uh-huh. Isn't Greg in a relationship when this happens? Yes. Ah, damn. Yeah. Something, like, it just feels like Tommy's trying to wreck a lot of stuff about Greg at this point. Mm-hmm. Kinda. He, he, and at this point, Greg wasn't putting up with it a lot. This was, I think, right after they had filmed, um, near the end, they had also filmed the, his side of the phone conversation from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where he, he deliberately, like, put on sunglasses knowing it would piss Tommy off. Oh, okay. And so he's starting to do things just to annoy Tommy. That's, we'll see that on Friday with the, the tackle. It happens because they're actually having problems with each other at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird after watching disaster movie about this tackle because when you watch that that tackle it cuts so abruptly mm-hmm. so but we can get into that on the on Friday yeah, yeah. well we I might as well get into it now we have time yeah <laughs> what we else both, are we going to talk about we got a lot of time but yeah so at least one thing with the the sexiness is um Greg's ass doesn't have to be noticeable. No, he he made an effort to not show it, even though Tommy wanted it shown. Yeah, yeah. Tommy wanted it really shown. Yeah, it, I mean it's weird because he he wants it shown in such a way that the anatomy isn't correct anymore. <laughs> yeah, I started to write a note about like at least the positioning's okay, and then my very next note is like, yeah, I spoke too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so couple of notes that I want to say about a sex scene, yeah. especially this one. The first thing she flashes is the the engagement ring. Huh. Did you notice that? The like the start I of didn't. it? Like she pulls it over and there like you do see the, the engagement ring immediately. I'm not sure if this was on purpose, but symbolically it's kind of good yes. that yeah. you know that she's not with him. She's still 
it makes it so weird that you would leave the engagement ring on if you're cheating on your fiance. Yeah. So I don't know if this was a conscious decision or I would guess it's on purpose by someone because it wasn't her ring. It's some prop. So yeah. someone had to tell her, put it on. I guess it would, for this scene. I would guess it would be costuming to yeah. keep it consistent. Well. <laughs> but I, <laughs> for some reason, it's like you're I, thinking of a real production. Yes. I, and I'm looking at it like, Oh, this is symbolic that this and this. And I'm thinking like, now that I'm thinking about it, that it's the room context. It's like, Oh, it probably wasn't that at all. <laughs> like she just had the ring cause she was wearing this dress or this, this outfit on that day of filming. So as far as I know, this is all they filmed that day. So I don't know. So as this goes on, she starts to kiss his neck. And the emotions that Greg gives is worse than most females in porn. <laughs> it is so, like, I don't know. I've never met a guy. Like, I like being kissed on the neck. Don't get me wrong. But I've never done that. Like, it's orgasmically good. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Yes, yes. He's just like, oh, oh, it's, it's, hmm. Well, and the sounds are all recorded after as yeah, well. Yeah, so but it's like, it doesn't fit the visual. The visual is a little too much. And yeah, but the, the, even the visual isn't right. I don't know. I guess I, I can't, like, do I want to be proven wrong that most guys wouldn't do this? Because then I would have to ask people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a special survey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a survey on your Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys have, do you guys act like this during like men only? Well, then I got to post the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Is this realistic for you? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have that gigantic candle that wasn't lit. Yeah. They didn't light it this time. Yeah. But that, that is a big candle. Well, see, this was more impulse and like passionate. It's not planned. So. They didn't have all the candles lit up. No, but I'm just saying that that is a big candle. Yeah. Like, you don't need to light that to have the scent. That is a big true, candle. True, Probably got a Yankee. Multiple scenes. Yeah, so. they they probably got a Yankee candle. Who Yeah. Who did the song for this soundtrack? This song. Or, I mean, this scene. See, who did this one? This is Clint Gamboa, who's done, I think, was involved in both of the others. And Belle Johnson, so a different singer. Clint Gamboa. From American Idol? Yes. No. Yes. Someone brought that up before and I'm like, I hadn't even looked up the guy cause I had like, I thought he was nobody. No. And no, uh, it's, it's that person. It, it says that he was in the top 12. Yeah. His IMDB only cites the room. Yeah. I'm sorry, Clint Gamboa. <laughs> <laughs> what season? Uh, let's see here. 2011? Oh, so he did this before American uh, Idol. Yes. This was 2004, so. And I forget the amount. I forget who gave us that. They were paid like a thousand dollars or something like that for the songs. And he made one, two, and three, four, like three songs. I believe it's three no, songs. two songs. They got two grand. No, I think it was a thousand total. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. So like, didn't, I haven't figured, 333 percent. He didn't even I gotta find a source on that one. Yeah, he didn't get paid enough for this credit. <laughs> Cause it did nothing for him. I mean, he went on American Idol. It looked, he got past the top 24. So I think, I think it says that he went to the top 12. Oh. But I mean, what else do you credit yourself? I mean, could you imagine? Okay. So you did the room first. You go on American Idol and you're supposed to be an amateur. 
Like they don't get yeah. actually credited people. They go like, do you have any experience? And then you, do you say, I sang on the movie The Room? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Cause I hadn't watched American Idol in like so long. Yeah, did he lie about it? I gotta look up his introduction on that show and see if. Yeah. Hey ma'am, what's your name? My name is Clint June Gamboa. Oh, <laughs> June bug in the there. house. <laughs> and where are you from? I'm from Long Beach, California, representing Strong Beach. Love it. Mm, do it. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. Well, right. They don't want people with previous contracts or anything, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't have a contract. Maybe that's, maybe he, it. Yeah, he could have been like fine a, because it was such a non thing. I mean, uh, let's see here. How, let's listen to the lyrics a little bit because I'm wondering if he is a studio singer, he wouldn't necessarily have a contract because he's paid to do a song that he has no credit for necessarily. Yeah. So did Tommy make these lyrics? I'm curious. <laughs> huh. I think the writing credits are Tommy was so and, um, <laughs> What's his name? Mladen Milosevic, the the guy who did the uh, the other the score. Yeah, so so there's a very so good yeah. chance that Tommy wrote these lyrics, <laughs> and that's why possible, he could yeah. still be written as a amateur because he's just an, an a he just got paid to perform. And yeah, that's it. like he's he's more like a background singer in a studio, so that doesn't count for anything. Yeah, I mean it's actually help helpful for him that yeah. Tommy didn't have contracts for anyone. Yeah, I mean. Not to discredit people that do this because some of the people get their big breaks doing stuff like this, but I guess that's how he was able to continue American Idol as an amateur, but really a lot of these reality shows just let that go, even if you say you Probably, did. yeah. No, I know for sure because I, I got asked to audition for a reality show a long time ago, and I was filled in a room with like actors. Mm. They were there with their, their agents and everything, and the agents were telling them, oh, this is how you should do it and all that. So... Okay, so do you remember what was that? You, yeah. That's pretty cool. Trying to think of the name of the. Give me a second. All right, I was on an audition on Who Wants to Be a Superhero. Okay, with Stanley. Oh yeah, yeah. The original trailer that came out when they were trying to show the uh, auditions. I was told I'm on it. I never saw it because I never carried through. I didn't care. They picked me up when I was doing the Wizard World for, do you know Wizard Comics or Wizard yeah. Magazine? The yeah. magazine, yeah. Yeah, they had a convention. That's where they found me. So I know that I was in a room with actors and then they go on there and they're like, oh, we're not actors at all. Then someone gets outed for being an actor. And it wasn't even the guy that was standing in a room with that says he was an actor and he actually had credits beforehand. So, yeah. So I don't think a lot of the stuff with Clint Gamboa went anywhere with the fact he had a previous credit, I'm pretty sure they just let it go. But if they even knew about it. Yeah. Because two thousand eleven, this movie still wasn't that big yet. Sure. It was it was just about to be. Because like the Disaster Artist book hadn't come out yet. I mean, I didn't even know about it. Well I hadn't seen it until what, twenty fourteen I think? Yeah. So curious, are there any notes for this sex scene? Like did Greg actually say anything about this? Uh, I know he didn't like filming them. He felt bad for Juliet, but then he's like, it could be worse. She could be with Tommy. <laughs> I forget the exact line. So, yeah, because this is, I mean, for Juliet to pull her back into filming just to have her 
naked or at least topless is kind of degrading in a way. Well, it's not back into filming. This was like they had been filming the day before. This wasn't like post-production and they had okay. a break. Oh, okay. But if that's the only reason why you bring her in, because... Uh, all right, so... I thought about that, too. Yeah, because... To get, like, naked is such a big deal for a woman. It's like... I mean, I don't know. I want to be careful what I say. But to do it for the room, I guess it's not, like, a bummer. But I don't know. No, see, here's what I mean, is this scene doesn't really escalate the film. We all know that. Right. Right. It's When it seems like... He's filming this just to piss off other people and using Juliet in this way. It is pretty shitty. Well, at this point, he had been editing most of the movie as they went. So also, I don't know if he had a specific place where these scenes would fit. It was more like he fit them in after. And the first and second one are edited from the same footage, what should have been one scene. Oh. Because he wanted an extra one. And even though this was supposed to be a big, like, mainstream film where you wouldn't have that many. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's all weird. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna give Juliet something. Her nails look great. <laughs> I'm gonna give that to her. What is that like? Yeah. What is that called? Like a French manicure where the tips are white? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for her. <laughs> right. I'm gonna give her credit. She's doing her best. Yeah, oh, yeah. Th- that's why I really feel bad for. I I really feel bad for her because a lot of things ended for her after this movie. Yeah, right. And I don't know. She may maybe could have done better, like elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because let's be honest, she is pretty. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she could have done something like, let's say, like, you remember when uh, the CW or the WB used to have those science fiction shows in the mid-afternoon on, like, the weekend? You know, like Cleopatra 2525 and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she could have had something like that. Yeah. I mean, it catapulted, what's her name that ended up being on Firefly? So. Which one? Ah, shoot. What's her name? Gabriela Torres? Oh, okay. And she was on one of those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, when I saw her, I thought that she could have been like Gabrielle from Xena. Yeah. So it just feels like she could have done something better. And it feels like the room really brought down a lot of these people. And when it started becoming like this really personal stab in the gut for for Tommy to everybody else, it, it starts to feel really really shitty about like how these people turned out because of working with them yeah because most of them didn't really do much after this that wasn't related to this yeah i mean she she did a couple like sci-fi movies but they weren't off sci-fi right so like she's in ghost shark 2 although that's basically playing on her fame from this because it's a bad movie yeah and she's only in a couple scenes that's too bad So I'll just get to notes from Midnight Screening for this minute because there aren't really any notes from the Midnight Screening. It all gets really awkward in this minute. (laughs) (laughs) They've stopped chanting. They've stopped having, like, combined comments. Yeah, it's just really weird. (laughs) I mean, could you imagine being one of these actors and you see... Because they've all taken this movie kind of in light now. Yeah. They've kind of accepted it that it's just... It is... It belongs to the audience now. Yeah. And then this scene comes up and it just gets quiet. Like, no one knows what to do. Yeah. Like, it still kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, this is the fourth sex scene. And so it's like the audience already had their fun. (laughs) Oh, man. They want to move on, too. Yeah, I kind of forgot how many sex scenes there are. Four. Four is a lot. Yeah. There's almost a fifth, but that one gets interrupted before they do anything. (laughs) 
So yeah. And what so this was R rated, obviously. Uh would be yeah. And I mean I do you know of any R rated film that actually has this many sex scenes but is good? Basic instinct? Okay, okay. Yeah. That's probably the only one that's actually any good. Like that? Yeah, that's actually a good one. There's probably a couple others around that same time, but not really, no. No, but 2003? Oh, no, I mean around the same time as Basic Instinct. Yeah. Uh, the 2000s, no. Well, yeah, there was like, there was like Fatal Attraction, a bunch of other ones, but. Yeah. Uh, Color of Night. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one with Madonna in it. Body of Evidence. Is that what yeah. Called? Yeah, with, um, ah, his, why can't it be? The Kaitel? No, no, he was in, uh, um, Boondock Saints. Yes, Default. And then the Color of Night's one where you can see Bruce Willis's penis. Yes. Yeah, that was weird for me as a kid. <laughs> like my um, my yeah, my dad was watching it, and that like we were all just sitting there watching it, and it seemed like it was intriguing. Like she was masquerading as a boy and all this, and then all of a sudden, pool and Bruce Willis's penis, and I was like, yep. oh, that was weird. <laughs> that came out. Of, that really came out of nowhere. So. And then, uh, showgirls happened and then mainstream movies just didn't bother anymore. Yeah. And then everyone got the internet so no one cared. You know, I think that's what it is. Like, I think showgirls really toned it down that you can't drive a movie with sex anymore. Right. It needs something else. Yeah. And then people have cable or the internet so they, if they want to see that, they can see it anyway. So. Yeah. But I never re- really watched, uh, showgirls actually, so. That's not in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is weird. But I did meet. <laughs> I did meet Elizabeth Berkeley though. Yeah. When I saw her, I was like, Hey, or like I passed by her and she like waved. It was after comic con. Did I tell this story already? No. no. Oh, so she's super nice. We'll, we'll get that off the bat. And so is her husband and her mom and dad. We, we met all of them and her husband paints covers for the Punisher at the time, okay. the, the comic book. And so she comes by or like she waves and I like walk past and I was like, Hey, wasn't that Elizabeth Berkeley? So he came back and I was like, Hey, Elizabeth Berkeley. She's like, yeah. I was like, you're great in Roger Dodger. Nice. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Long time ago. Yeah. And then she goes like, no one's ever like seen that movie. I was like, I've seen it like twice. It's great. And you're really good in your part with, with the other girl in the sun. Was that weird? And then like, we just all started talking about the film and then she started talking about like her life and everything. And it was like, she was actually really, really awesome. That's cool. Yeah. We never brought up showgirls and I didn't bring up. That much of Saved by the Bell. So, cause she was supposed to be tall and she's shorter than me and I'm 5'4". Huh. Yeah. So. That's interesting. That would, yeah. They do a good job of making her seem taller. But and Saved I, by the I, Bell even. Yeah, but I heard like all of them were short though. Huh. Like Mark Paul Gosselier is actually short. Mario Lopez is short. Short people are great. Yeah. I'm 5'3". <laughs> there so. you go. My girlfriend's 5'2". <laughs> great being short. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So. Speaking of short. Let's cut this episode off because we've got one more talking about this scene. Yeah. Uh, Johan, where can the audience hear more from you? You guys can find me on ID for a minute, which is about Independence Day, one minute at a time. I'm on that show with Matthew Soto and Alex. Matthew, I did Roughneck Minute, which is about Starship Troopers. And Alex did the Galaxy Quest Minute, which was about Galaxy Quest, which is now, I guess, in the news again as being the best uh, Star Trek movie of all time. Because it actually is. So it's not wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. 
If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!